Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. They get no food. No food. I can't believe how snarky Luann is being about us taking the food. I'm not leaving the lobsters. That's who I am. That's just who I am. The lobsters are not allowed to leave the house. I already spoke to our host, right. and she understands. Okay, good. And I she mean, was very kind to say that we can take food, which is really fabulously good. That's very kind of her. Well, she said she had plenty Bye-bye. of food. Wow, you're a real bitch, Luann. You want to take the food, you can take the food. No, or not, I don't want to leave it. I'm taking the food to Dorinda. No. She stays for half an hour and then she tries to take a lobster with her. I've never seen anything like it. Who leaves someone's house with multiple lobsters? You know, a little piece of lasagna for the next day, a couple of meatballs. She's taking lobsters. Take a fucking sofa. Just take a take a fucking end table. You know, while you're at it, what's the difference? Hello, I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. That lobster business in the episode of The Real Houses of New York was so phenomenal. It was so five-star. Five-star entertainment. I loved every second of it. Sonia and her confessional saying, that's just who I am. <laughs> I died. I died. It was just so phenomenal. I can't wait to get into this episode. I love New York. <laughs> I'm too excited about it, you guys. I just love The Real Houses of New York. It brings me a joy that nothing else can. And look, I need the joy because I'm going to tell you guys something. I just started a cleanse today. (laughs) It's a 21-day cleanse. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Clean program. Now, this is not sponsored or anything like that. I just started this cleanse. I did it a few years back, and I really like the results, but it's like very hard. It's 21 days. They give you like these shakes and these vitamins, and then you can eat like one meal, but it's like a very strict meal. It's a very disgusting, (laughs) very tough plan, and I'm starting it. Today's my day one. So I'm still in good spirits because it's only been about an hour. (laughs) As of this recording, it's been about an hour, but I'm going to try to do the 21 days. We'll see how far I get. But it's it's very tough, and welcome welcome to my journey. You're all going along on this journey with me. In a couple weeks, these recaps might be very grumpy. But as of right now, I'm in good spirits. I'm excited to talk about this episode. Again, that lobster business just made me laugh so hard. We open on the clam bake. Now, of course, Ramona was not invited to this clam bake that Babs was throwing. Bullet Babs, as I like to call her. She was throwing this clam bake. Ramona was not invited, but she came anyway. Her and Sonia walked in. Sonia said immediately, let's go to the gays first. It's always safer. And that's some advice for all of us. When you walk into a party, whether it be a clam bake or any other kind of party, go to the gays first. It's safer. you know. And the gays will tell you what's going on at the party. You know, Sonia didn't mention that, but the gays will tell you if you walk up to them, they will say, you know, this person's fighting with this person. You don't want to go over in that corner. Don't try the food. Whatever it is, they will give you the info that you need to navigate this party. And normally, when a housewife were to say something like that, like, let's go to the gays, you know when housewives kind of act like gays are their own people, you know, like, (laughs) like they own the gays. Normally that bugs me, but for some reason, and I said this last season, some reason Sonia gets like a pass, and I don't know, maybe because she is, I don't know, open with her sexuality, maybe she's bisexual. Has she said she's, I think she said she's bisexual, but 
I don't know, something about Sonia when she says my gaze, it doesn't bug me at all. Like almost any other housewife, I'd be like, stop, enough. But Sonia gets a pass. I don't know, maybe it's the way she says it, the affection. Maybe it's because she throws a gay party once a week at her, at her house. Remember that? Ah, but she said, let's go to the gays first. It's always safer. And we need to get that knitted on a pillow. I'd like to see that at Home Goods. When I'm walking the aisles of Home Goods, I'd like to see that, you know, on some artwork. Right next to my gather signs, you know, I'd like to see a, a sign that says gather and then just a tea towel that says, go to the gays first. It's always safer. <laughs> Neat. Now, Ramona says she's known Babs for 10 years, which I always am stunned when they have a new housewife and then all the current housewives pretend like they knew this person forever. I know that Babs and Lou were close. And I feel like the other ladies maybe had like a passing you know, relationship with them. But sometimes it's like a new housewife comes on board and then everyone is like, oh, I've known them for 20 years. And it's like, did you? (laughs) Did you really? And Babs isn't an official housewife, although she's in these episodes as if she is. I mean, she's getting more screen time, more confessionals than tins. So I'm shocked that they didn't give her an apple. But I don't know. There must be a reason for it. I feel like we're, they're setting us up for something. I feel like maybe Babs like leaves halfway through or maybe there's I don't know, there's got to be something. Or maybe she don't want to share something about her personal life. I don't know. But I feel like otherwise she would have an apple. Anyway, Ramona said she'd known her for 10 years, and she says she's not my type of girl because she's masculine manly. And look, Ramona's such a monster, you guys. She's said a lot of problematic things this episode and all throughout time. But Ramona gets a pass too sometimes. For me, I don't, I'm not proud of that. But something about Ramona just being so messy makes me happy. And again, not proud of myself for that. That's something I need to, you know, go through with my therapist. But it is what it is. And I don't know if you guys saw this clip. It was circulating online. But a few reunions ago, I think like two or three reunions ago, when Barbara was caught on camera, when Bullet Babs was caught on camera with Carol, and she said about Tom and Luann's marriage, about how Lou was just going through with the marriage, because she didn't want to call it off. Well, at the reunion of that season, Babs comes up, and Ramona says, <laughs> so funny, you got to find the clip. It's at the, that reunion maybe two or three seasons ago. And Babs comes up, they talk about that scene where Babs was caught with Carol, and Ramona says, like, sort of off-camera, like, under her breath, she said, is that the tool girl? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> is that the tool girl? Like, Ramona... <laughs> They've been calling her the tool girl for years. So, you know, they have known Bullet Babs. And I just love that she's like so leaning into I think I maybe I stand Babs. I think I stand her. I mean, I like Babs. Because <laughs> she's like the tool. It's like she's got such a like distinct personality for only being on TV for three episodes. You know, like usually when a housewife comes on board, like think about, I don't know, Kristen Takeman or someone random. It's like they it usually takes them a while to get their get in their groove and to get their character trait. Babs just came in hot with like the tool motif. <laughs> Is that the tool girl? She's just always the tool girl. Like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I would like to know more about her. Like I want to know more about this tool business. I know she does construction, but I need some footage of her just like building a house or something, you know, like Bob, the builder, Barb, the builder. I think it would be great to see her in her element. Because right now, it's just we're all referring her to her as, like, the tool girl. And then 
you know, she's kind of got this more masculine energy, and I would like to see that in, in play. I think I like her, you guys. I do. I think I like her. And Ramona goes up to her at the party. She just totally kisses ass. Which it's always fun to see an OG kiss the ass of a new girl, because normally we see the other side of that. Like normally, like an Orange County when <laughs> Orange County, I stuttered that one. It's the lack of carbs. Uh, but in Orange County, when a new girl joins, it's like Shannon's always mean or Vicky's always mean. And so I always like to see the opposite of that. So Ramona is kissing the ass. They keep showing that Anne girl. Anne's the other one. And every time I see Anne on screen, I'm taken aback. I'm like, whoa. You know, she just looks straight out of 93. It's like she's not even in the same era as the rest of them. <laughs> and like Barbara's fashions are shocking. but. I'm telling you, when they show Anne, it's like, Barbara looks like she's from the future, because Anne just looks like she's from literally like 1993. It's like she just stepped out of a time machine and, you know, teased her hair, and she's on screen. And they keep doing, like, the the title for Anne, like, showing Anne. And I'm just like, every single time, like, what year is this? Like, I look at my calendar, I'm like, did I miss something? Like, did we all go back in time? Is there a time machine? Like, why is Anne from 93? And the rest of us are in 2019. I'm just saying. And Anne's not even doing anything on camera. They just keep showing her. And I think there must be setting us up to show us later in the future episodes that, like, Anne built a time machine and she's really from 93. Like, that's the only explanation of why they keep showing her on screen, because she's not doing anything. So I'm led to believe that in a future episode, it's revealed that Anne has a time machine and she can travel throughout time. And that's a storyline we haven't seen before. I'd love to see it happen on The Housewives. You know, like, Anne, I'd love to see Lou in a DeLorean. Like, let's just get her time traveling. Maybe Lou can go back in time. And, you know, back when she was with the Count, or Ramona could go back to Mario, and they could work it out instead of him cheating. Maybe he won't cheat. She could stop him from cheating. You know, they could work it out. Although once a cheater, always a cheater. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, Anne has a time machine, I'm convinced. And geez, she just came from 93. She she was at a showing of the movie Free Willy, and then she hopped in her time machine and came to 2019 to hang out with Lou. <laughs> was Free Willy 93? I don't know. That's not the point. The point is, Tinsley goes over to Bethany, and she's giving her condolences. Bethany cries. Every time Bethany cries, I get sad. It was revealed that Dennis proposed to be in April. and. Look, it's all very complicated. Bethany's wearing a ring. I don't know what to make of all this. I just find it sad. But it's real life, and I find it, like, watchably sad, if that makes sense. Like, it's very compelling TV. It's just it's just sad. I don't like seeing... I don't like seeing that. And talking about death always makes me kind of sad. Anyway, Ramona says she's not going to talk to Lou at this party. She says it's not the time or place which is such a housewifey line, and I love it. Like, this, we're not going to do this here. This is a clam bake. Like, oh, we can't have an argument at this clam bake. <laughs> you know, like, normally the housewives will say that about, like, a, a charity event or, you know, someone's birthday party or something like that, but it's like Ramona's like, I can't do it here. We're at a clam bake. <laughs> there are lobsters in, around. We cannot do it in front of the lobsters. I won't do it here. She's drawing the line. <laughs> And then, you guys, Babs, did you guys clock how many clams Bullet Babs was eating? I mean, she was, like, really going hard on the clams. 
And that was the moment where I was like, I think I really love Babs. I think I really love her because she was just not interested in any of the drama. She just wanted to eat those fucking clams that she bought. And Ramona's talking to her. She says Dorinda should have been here. And then we see a flashback of Luann and her cabaret show, and she's telling quote-unquote jokes about Dorinda. And this is footage, I don't know when they got it. Like, were the producers just going around to lose cabaret shows during the off-season and filming them? I don't know. But we got some very high-res footage of Lou saying some shady shit about Dorinda in her quote-unquote joke portion of the cabaret show. Now, there's a lot of things at play here. First of all, Luann telling jokes is a joke. Because I love her to death. But if any of you have seen the cabaret show, the comedic timings, you know, it's a it's a it's different. It's a different pace. It's not quite stand-up. And in the clip they showed, it was like Lou told a joke as she was like running off stage or something. It's like, I don't know. I feel like I've talked about this cabaret show ad nauseum, but again, I still love it. I'm still going in May. Did you guys also clock all or clock all the leopard in this episode? It was like Babs had that leopard in her confessional, which was quite a shocking look. Not as shocking as Anne, but Barbara's leopard in the confessional, it did take me aback. It did take me aback. Then we get into all this Chris Birch party drama, which was something that was revealed at the reunion last year. Ramona said that Chris Birch had a party and kicked Luann out. Now, they showed a flashback to the reunion and I just want to say I'm shocked that Carol was in the hot seat next to Andy, and then she still got fired. And look, I said that she was fired on Twitter or somewhere, and everyone was like, no, she quit. And look, you guys, I like Carol. <laughs> I was a defender of Carol, but if any of you believe that she quit, I just would say, you know, wow. <laughs> wow, Bethany, wow. I don't believe that she quit. I think they usually give housewives like the option of saying that they were leaving the franchise, but I don't think that I don't think that she quit you guys. And I again I'm a defender of Carol, but if you believe that she quit and wasn't fired, then you know, I'm not sure what to tell you. <laughs> not sure what to tell you. Anyway, back to this episode. Ramona talks to Barbara, and the whole time she's talking to Barbara, did you notice Sonia was like miming and eating? <laughs> Sonia was Sonia was digging into the food. And she was, like, miming what Ramona was saying. And it was just, like, they have such a funny, weird chemistry. Oh, it made me laugh so hard. I love just seeing Sonia mime behind Barbara while Sonia, or while Ramona was talking. Uh, I loved it. Bethany reveals that she was going on a date. She said that she'll probably cry on the date. And, look, I believe that Bethany probably cries on a lot of dates. She's a crier, and so am I, by the way. But I feel like... Regardless of what happened with Dennis, I feel like I believe that Bethany would be on a date and cry. I've been there. I've been there. I told you all about the story that I went on a date with a guy that I was really into once, and he asked me to go to dinner, and then he took me to an El Pollo Loco, and he got up to go to the bathroom, and La Isla Bonita by Madonna was playing on the loudspeaker, and I cried into one of those hard-ass napkins, because it was just like, I thought, like, is this a date? Is this what I'm, you know, th- this guy I thought was sick. I was so into. And he's like, I'll take you to dinner. And it was supposed to be like a surprise. And then we rolled up to an El Pollo Loco. Because an El Pollo Loco is like one step, one step below an Arby's. Like I'd say it's maybe 
ugh, I don't even know if this is right, but it's maybe like a step adjacent of McDonald's, like maybe a step above McDonald's because it's not as popular of a chain restaurant, but it's like right around Arby's. You know, like I consider Arby's like a step above McDonald's. And I'd say like El Pollo Loco is like in between the two. And I I thought this guy was, I, I thought he was the one. This was a hundred years ago, but I was like, he's the one. <laughs> he's the one. We pull up to an El Pollo Loco. And I'm, I was like on the verge of tears the whole day, but I was like, suck it up, Danny. You know, just eat your taco and go. And so I'm eating, you know, I'm eating my food. And then he's like, I got to run to the restroom. And then I hear on the loudspeaker, Madonna's La Isla Bonita. And some, it set me off. It set me off into a flood of tears. And I cried. And of course, they don't have tissues at El Pollo Loco. They have those hard-ass fucking napkins. I don't know. I got like an eye rash from the napkins because I was just like, you know, crying into it. And then he got back and I was like, oh, sorry, allergies. You know, my eyes were like all red and puffy. (laughs) I got an allergy to the taco. You know, the salsa bar made me. (laughs) El Pollo Loco has like a salsa bar. And you literally have to fill up your own cups of salsa. That's the kind of restaurant it is. Not a date place. And look, I would be fine. Anyone, I, I would say like, you know, don't take someone out. If you don't have the money for a nicer restaurant, that's fine. Like, I'm not a snob about it. But then just don't go to a restaurant. Like, just don't take me to a restaurant where there's a salsa bar where you fill up your own cups of salsa. That's all I'm saying. But I'm not judging someone for not having money to go to some, you know, Mastro's or something. Like, I get it. Just, you know, don't lead someone to believe. Or, like, let me pick the place. Like, I would have picked the place and then I would have paid. Anyway, that's an aside. (laughs) That's neither here nor there. But... Uh, Ramona, she said she's over trying with Bethany. So we don't really see Ramona and Bethany interact much at this climb bake. And I think their relationship has never, uh, never repaired since Ramona went on Bethany's talk show. Rest in peace. But Ramona went on Bethany's talk show and then like stole the dress. Do you remember that? And then like, the assistant took it and Ramona never gave it back. She never returned it. And did she ever return it? I think. I think she did eventually try to return it, but I don't think that they ever repaired after that. I wonder if Ramona is one of those people. Wasn't this was maybe alleged at one of the reunions where she like returns dresses, or someone? Maybe that was Jill. I don't know. Somebody was accused of like buying dresses at these places and returning them, which is not okay. You cannot just buy things. And return it or like keep a tag. And didn't one of them have tags on their shoes one reunion? <laughs> I think that was Ramona. But you can't do that. You know, I learned a lesson in college. Let's let's take a little detour here. When I was a junior in college, I I'm not proud of this story, by the way. I just want to say I'm not proud of it. It's my truth, and I want to share it with you now. But I'm not proud of it. And this was a lesson that I learned. So junior in college, I moved in with my brother Brian, and he had a loft. He had a little loft, and I lived in the loft, and it had like just enough space to put a couch in it. And I didn't have any furniture, you know, I was I was broke as a joke, and I barely had any money too. So I went, my mom and I went shopping for a couch, and I had to find a couch that was like cheap enough that I could afford, which was almost nothing. So my mom and I went to one of those stores that's like a like a big lots, and we go, and there was a couch there that was like. It was pleather. It wasn't real leather. It was like a pleather. Very ugly. Very ugly. Had like a 
a gash in the back of it, <laughs> like a gash all around the back of it. But it was like going up against the wall. And my mom, she was like trying to convince me into buying it. It was like $59, 59 something like that, $69. And she convinced me to get it because I didn't have any money. She's like, this is great. Just put it up against the wall, whatever. So I drive it home. I had a pickup truck. I drive it home in the truck. And I get to my brother's house, and my other brother is like, what the fuck is this? It's the ugliest fucking thing. He's like, you can't put this in there. <laughs> he He's an older, like, he's the oldest brother. He's like, I have an extra couch. Like, you do not, you're not putting this anywhere. It's, like, so ugly. He's like, I'll give you a couch. So then I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to do with this other couch? Like, it was a, a clearance couch. Like, what am I going to do with it? I, that was a lot of money for me at the time like 69 bucks or whatever it was. Like that was a lot of money for me. So I was like, I have to return this. So my brother and I go and back in the truck, we hadn't even gotten the couch out of the truck. You know, when I bought it, they had wrapped it up in that like uh, saran wrap or whatever. It was still in the back of the truck bed. So my brother and I are going back to this place to return it. And the whole way we're driving on the freeway and the whole way I'm noticing like, on the freeway, people are like coming up to, at one point, like a big ass moving truck, like, you know, beeped at us or like honked the horn. And I was like, hi. <laughs> I'm like waving at people. Like I'm people on the side of the road are like, Hey, like trying to point at me, like something's going on. And I'm just, I'm a terrible driver, terrible driver, never get in my car. But I was like, not noticing what's going on. And all these people on the freeway were like trying to get my attention. I was like, not even paying attention. So then we get to the store. I pull up, I go into the front and I say, look, I just got this couch like, you know, an hour or two ago. I'd like to return it. Didn't even, I was like, I didn't even unwrap it. Still in the truck bed. You know, unfortunately it was a mistake, whatever. So the guy says, you know, pull around to the back to the where the furniture is and you can return it. I pull around to the back. I go to the, you know, where the garage where they, you know, load the furniture. And the guy meets me back there with these other guys. And I get out of my car. I go to the truck bed to like help them and just supervise it. And I noticed the saran wrap that they wrapped it in was almost completely off, almost completely gone. And just as the guy, the workers are meeting me at the couch and I'm looking at the couch, I noticed the cushions flew off of it. Like the cushions that were on the couch are gone. So now it's just a couch with no cushions. That's what it was. It was a couch, couch with no cur- cushions. Then it all sort of clicks in my head like, oh, fuck, the cushions flew off on the freeway. <laughs> they, they literally, all the cushions just flew off on the freeway. So people were driving behind me, all those fucking people on the freeway trying to get my attention. They were just trying to tell me that the cushions were flying at them. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but, you know, the cushions all flew off on the freeway. Like the saran wrap must have you know, completely come off and all the cushions, it was like a, a scene from that fucking final destination where just cushions flying out my car. Don't know what accidents I caused, but I do know that the cushions flew off. Very dangerous. Again, never drive with me or behind me. <laughs> never get in my car, never get in my car or drive behind me. Because so then, so then the workers are like, uh, there's no cushions. And I'm like trying to think on my feet, you know, quick. All I could think to say is, I know. <laughs> My brother, my brother was just like in the front seat, like laughing hysterically. But the workers were like, 
there's no cushions. I was like, I know there's no cushions. They gave me a couch with no cushions. And they're like, you just, you bought a couch with no cushions? I was like, they wrapped it up and there was no cushions. I was like, that's why I'm returning it. <laughs> and the guy who like I just spoke with, he was like, um, I, you didn't say anything was wrong with it. I was like, oh yeah, well, I meant to tell you, it came with no cushions. <laughs> there were no cushions. But the, the, and the workers, right when they said it, I was like, they were like, there's no cushions. I was like, I know. <laughs> That's the point, Yolanda. There's no cushions. <laughs> and it was so wrong of me to do, but I couldn't think of anything on quick on my feet like that. All I could think about was like saying that they sold me a couch with no cushions. And I literally just confused all the people. Like everyone there was like, what the fuck? Like, why? first of all, they thought that they packaged it with no cushions. Then they were like confused. Like, did I just buy it with no cushions? Like, no one knew what to do, but they ended up refunding me. And ashamed. I was ashamed. It was a terrible thing to do. And in hindsight's 2020, if I could go back, I would have never returned it. But at the time, I didn't have any money. And I thought, I need the $69 back. And I didn't know until I got there that the cushions flew off on the fucking freeway. And then you guys, we were driving back, like on the way back home, literally on the freeway, I saw the fucking cushions. And I said to my brother, I was like, should we stop and get them? But then I would have had to stop and pick them up on the freeway, which is a dangerous thing to do. And then take them back to Big Lots and be like, oh, oops, <laughs> I lied. The cushions are right here. Sorry. But I learned my lesson. You can't return stuff like that. That's bad for business. Again, ashamed of it, but it, living my truth. Living my truth. Sorry for that detour, but I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> that off my chest. Anyway, the point is, Ramona and Bethany never made up after that. So where are I? Let me, let me get to my notes. My, I wrote again in my notes, what the fuck is Anne wearing? Um, and then, oh, so Sonia and Ramona are like, okay, we gotta go. We set an alarm. Remember, they set an alarm for this party. We gotta go. And there's Tinsley's, in, meanwhile, talking to Bethany. She says to Bethany that her bush hair is dark, which is something I didn't know I needed to know on camera, but it happened. Tinsley's just spouting out facts. And then Sonia and Ramona, they're planning to leave, and we see them packing up food. They're literally taking tons of food. Tinsley does not feel comfortable about leaving with the food. And I don't think this is the appropriate thing to do. Bethany was right, she said. <laughs> and then he's like, you maybe take like a little thing of lasagna or a couple of meatballs. Taking all those fucking lobsters was shocking, hilarious, and amazing. Like, I loved every second of it, but it was shocking. And Sonia said, I'm not leaving the lobsters. That's just who I am. And I've never heard Sonia more serious in her life. <laughs> That's just who I am. It was rude, and I loved it. And then that was the only point where Lou got rude to Sonia. She got on her high horse. She said, no, you're not leaving with the food. They leave eventually. They do leave with the food. And then Bethany and all of them make fun of Ramona walking. You know, she did that creepy walk where it was like her eyes were wide. She did that clam bake. And Bethany starts making fun of her. We know Bethany loves to do sketch comedy. She does it on her Instagram stories. She does the hashtag bathtub callers. If anyone follows, you know what I'm talking about. Bethany loves to do a character reel. She does. And she was living for being able to make fun of Ramona. And I think that's why Bethany likes keeping Ramona around because Bethany, Ramona's like a good, a good comedy bit. And Bethany knows that. She knows that. And it was so funny. Bethany was actually very funny in her confessional when she said, who leaves with multiple lobsters? What are you going to take a fucking sofa next? And that's the Bethany we love. Now those girls leave and then the rest of them get in the pool. Lou, Bullet Babs and Bethany get in the pool. 
And I was so confused because I thought, what temperature are we at here? I have no idea what the temperature is because Lou was wearing a scarf and pants. And I thought, should you really be getting in the water? It seems cold. I thought it was cold there. It seemed like a cold temperature. If it's, if you're wearing a scarf, you know, unless you're uh, Justin Guarini in season one of American Idol, you don't need a scarf when it's not cold. But Lou was wearing a scarf and she hopped right in the pool. She jumped on one of the floats and then, and Bethany just jumped right in. I thought, I need to know what temperature is. Anyway, cut two. Then we see the blondes drinking at the house. They meet up with Dorinda. They're back at Ramona's. Wow. Sonia says that she has the rosé that she was bringing over to their house. So either Sonia brought the rosé to Bab's house as like a housewarming gift and then took it, or Sonia decided not to bring it at all. Either way, she had the rosé and they started drinking and you could tell they're getting a little drunk. Dorinda, they kept doing a close-up of her holding a knife and I got so fucking nervous. I got so nervous. She was using it to open like dry fruit but the camera person kept closing up on it. And we know that Dorinda has a hard time with drinking and knives. Because remember, she stabbed herself on that vacation in Mexico. We do not want Dorinda around knives when there's alcohol involved. It's a very dangerous. It's a liability. The Bravo camera people knew. They kept doing a close-up of it. And I was nervous. I was very nervous. And she seemed tipsy. And then we get a bombshell that has been in the press. But hearing it revealed on camera was shocking and inappropriate. Ramona said, how smart can Dennis be? He was on drugs. And then you could tell Ramona like looked at the camera. You could tell that Ramona knew she shouldn't have said that, but she did. And then Sonia, I, w- I want to say that this was also inappropriate. Sonia mentioned the painkillers that this was revealed in, I don't know, page six or something. But Sonia did take a step further and she said, oh, we're not talking about it. Don't talk about it. But Sonia was the one who said the painkillers, and then Ramona had said the drugs, and then they shut it down. And I don't think they should have said that. A lot of this Dennis stuff, though, I'm kind of feeling like he was not part of the show. Like, yes, he appeared a couple times, but I kind of think he has kids and a, uh, he had a wife. I feel like let him let rest in peace. He's got kids. Like, let's not talk about Dennis as much as we are. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I know it's their truth, but. They were all got uncomfortable and they shut it down right away. But I thought this is not something that should have been said on camera. And Ram- Ramona should know that. But she says things she can't help herself. It's no excuse. And uh, then back in the city, we see all the girls getting back to their normal routine. Dorinda was dumping salt into a bowl. And I thought, what's it for? <laughs> I don't know if it was just salt to have on her counter, but she was just dumping salt into a bowl. And she spilled half of it, like half of the bottle of salt she spilled on her counter and threw it all behind her. Now, that's like one of those things where it's like if you spill salt, you're supposed to throw it over your shoulder. But Dorinda spilled a lot of salt. It was an excessive amount of salt to just throw over your shoulder. Like someone's going to be in Dorinda's kitchen and just spill over. They're going to fall over, slip on Dorinda's salt because she put a lot of fucking salt over her shoulder. I just think like. You know, you're supposed to, if you drop the bottle of salt and like a little spills, you throw it over your shoulder. But Dorinda took a whole fucking handful of salt and threw it over her shoulder because she missed the bowl. I don't know. Then we see Bethany doing a charity call. We see Lou in her apartment with Aston. Aston's still kicking the dog. Lou says, I've done 17 cabaret shows. Not even nine months ago I was in jail and now I'm cabaret star. (laughs) Troubling. 
the gay that she was with was very cute. I don't know who he is. They showed him, and right when they were showing the title, I missed it. But he was very cute. And Lou was, you know, she's in the apartment, and she's on the water. She's on the water, and she tells a story about how she's going to jump on the boat and swim off one day. And wow, this story, you guys, this story, that's something she should tell in her cabaret show. It was like, she's like, one day I'm, one day I'm going to jump in the boat, and I'm going to just drive away. <laughs> she said all her friends are going to jump in the fucking boat and sail away. Fucking Gilligan's Island, they're all just going to go and live on an island. Give me that show. Give me that show. Then we cut to Bethany doing hurricane relief. I always cry when Bethany does charity. I didn't know if I was going to, but some of the people I found interesting didn't sign a release. Like some of the people when Bethany was at that shelter doing the charity work, I thought, why are their faces blurred? Like, why didn't they want to sign a release? I don't know. I thought it was, I know that's not something to laugh about, but I thought it was funny. Some of them were just blurred out. They're like, I'm not signing a fucking release. You could give me that $100 gift card, but I'm not signing your release. <laughs> then we cut to Dorinda and Babs, who met for lunch. Babs looked pretty here. She did. But she's always wearing that big-ass shark tooth necklace. Have you noticed that? It's like a, a tooth. I don't know. It's not even a shark tooth. It's like a, I don't know, a tyrannosaurus tooth or something. It's a dinosaur tooth. There's some sort of tooth around her neck. It must be weighing her down. I feel like she got that from Lou. Lou gave her this tooth necklace. I don't know, it's a giant fucking molar, and I don't think anyone should be wearing it around their neck. Babs is. And otherwise, her fashion here looked good. I don't know what it was, why she decided to wear this. Anyway, Dorinda says to Babs, we've always had a good relationship, and I don't believe that they've ever had a relationship. (laughs) I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Also, Dorinda had food on her mouth. I couldn't even concentrate on what they were saying. Because Dorinda literally had food on her mouth. And that's the Dorinda I love. (laughs) She was just talking with food on her mouth. Loved it. Then we cut to this paper magazine party. Now, this paper magazine party was wild. First of all, these photos that were on the wall and that were on stand-up poster board everywhere were shocking, beautiful, lovely, but wild. It didn't even look like Sony. I remember when these photos came out, everyone was... Perplexed, they were like, is that Sonia? She had new hair, such a look. I loved it. I loved it. There were lots of gays at this party. This is a real magazine party, and Bethany was sure to tell us. She said, this is a real magazine. This is not Latino show magazine. (laughs) And then the shady fucking Bravo editors, God bless them, they cut back to Sonia's Latino show magazine party. They showed us an extended footage of that Latino show magazine, and I lived for it. I lived for it. And now Dorinda and Sonia are both wearing leopard at this party. Dorinda said she called Sonia to make sure that she could wear it. Dale showed up. Oh, I love me some Dale. Tinsley's mother, Dale, who should be part of the cast. Dale should be a main housewife. Said it before, and I'll say it again. There's no reason that Babs was added to this cast, and Dale wasn't. I need more Dale. I need her every time... Tinsley's on screen. I need Dale right behind her, right beside her. Show me more Dale. And Dale and Sonia seem like they should be BFFs. You know, Dale is more these women, more their age than Tinsley is. Anyway, this party for Sonia, it has the most random people. Sonia's psychic, Roberta, showed up. She gave a reading to Tinsley. <laughs> Tinsley's going to have twins. <laughs> uh, 
And then Dale, when right when she hears that Tins is going to have kids, Dale's just like, thank you, Jesus! <laughs> Dale's never been happier. Thank God! She's so happy. And then Dorinda talks to Bethany. Now, it was good to see Dorinda and Bethany getting along. Dorinda keeps telling Bethany that she was at church. She said, I was praying for you. I was at church. We learned last season that Dorinda goes to church regularly. And you guys notice how Dorinda doesn't talk very well of John. Bethany says, like, where's John? And then Dorinda's telling Bethany about how she's not looking for a good relationship. That's why she found John. <laughs> That's basically what she's saying. She's like, I'm not looking for a good man. I'm just, I'm settling with John. That's what I want out of life now. I lost my, I lost the love of my life, and now I'm settling with John. <laughs> it's like such a weird thing to say. And she sometimes, like, says it in front of John. Like, John, I think, was, like, right behind her. <laughs> She's like, I don't fucking like that, John. But I'm with him. Because that's the kind of relationship I'm looking for now. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't care if you're the biggest serial addict in the world. I say, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't care if you are the biggest heroin order, heroin addict, prostitute on the street. I would never shame you. I would invite you to my house and say, what the fuck's going on? You guys, I was also watching that scene this week from a few seasons back when Dorinda gave the toast on the boat to Luann. And I love you all for coming to be with us to share this moment. To blessings. I, I'm so happy that, you know, I, that I am part of this. I knew you for a long time. She's face. You know, not a moment in time. Not a moment that happens. Every, every once in a while, you know, you just know when it's right. This is a moment in time, and this is a moment passes, and then I was like... <laughs> This is a moment in time, and then this moment passes, and uh, cheers. <laughs> so good. Oh, I love drunk Dorinda. I hope she comes out soon. We've seen like tipsy Dorinda, but I need like a full tipsy, tipsy girl Dorinda. But she keeps saying, she, I'm never going to find a love like I had before, so I'm settling with John. And Bethany says that with Dennis, she felt stuck and couldn't get out, and then she cried again, and I cried. Now, the engagement story is a little unclear to me. Dennis, rest in peace, but it's a little unclear, and I, I, I don't know, I'm finding it hard to understand and follow. Like, Bethany says it was a private thing, but then it was interesting. And then Bethany says that he brought Bryn a ring, too. And again, I don't like this bringing Bryn involved. There's no reason, Beth. I don't want to hear Bethany talk about Bryn at all, at all. I feel like she should not say anything about Bryn, particularly about Bryn's relationship with Dennis. I feel like those two topics, like, let them stay out of it. Like, Bryn's not on camera. Dennis isn't on camera. I just feel like, you know, I I don't mind if Bethany talks about her feelings about Dennis or her feelings about Bryn. But something about, like, Bethany mentioning, like, that Dennis bought Bryn a ring. Like, I don't, those are details I just feel like shouldn't be, maybe I'm being too sensitive about that. But Bethany and Dorinda cry. And Dorinda says, you're a survivor, you're a warrior. (laughs) Anytime I hear someone say, you're a warrior, I think of Paula Abdul in the mirror on her show, Hey Paula, (laughs) when she's telling herself that she's a warrior. You need to go tell him I worked my ass off on doing that. My ass off, Jeff, okay? This is what happens. They get me at the point where I don't care anymore. I'm not willing to go through this. You're down. They beat me down. They're beating me down. But I'm a warrior. Hey, Paula was unjustly canceled and one of the greatest shows of our time. If you've never seen Hey, Paula, find it bootleg online. 
By the way, everyone has been asking me about Bethany Ever After, how to watch it. And there's no easy way to watch it. It's not like on Hulu or Netflix. Like, you just have to buy the DVDs. Everyone's messaging me that. And it's, there's no easy way. You spend $100 on DVDs on Amazon. And that's how you get it. <laughs> Is it worth it? Yes. I believe so. But otherwise, it's been like wiped from the internet. You could either find bootleg somewhere, or I think you could still find the DVDs on Amazon. And they're expensive. It's, a, it's an investment. I find that it's an investment. So, you know, if you want them, and that's how you'll find and Hey Paula. That's the only way to find Hey Paula. Or I think the episodes might be on YouTube. Anyway, then Ramona shows up. She said she's feeling really hot. She's wearing a sexy dress because she saw the pictures of Sonia. She said, if you got it, flaunt it. She's right. If you look good, you should flaunt it while you got it. Truly believe that. I always say that people, when they're at their hottest and they're young, they should take like sexy photos of themselves so they have it to look at when they're older. I believe that. I haven't done mine yet. <laughs> I'm still waiting to get there. Maybe after this cleanse. <laughs> but I think it's important. Important. Then Lou shows up. I gotta say something about Lou. I love Lou. But I'd like to just maybe suggest or recommend that we retire the Sonorita. The Sonorita label. Every fucking time Lou walks in a room and sees Sonia, she says, Sonorita! <laughs> like, maybe just let's... You know, maybe just retire it a little bit. Maybe just, or pump the brakes on it. Maybe just go an episode or two without saying it. Just would like to just recommend that. The Sonia Rita, every time I hear it, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's like when people heard Hala with Heather. Hala! You know, I loved it, but maybe some people like the Sonia Rita, but something about it is nails on a chalkboard for me. Hala! Hey, Mama! <laughs> I loved Heather. Anyway, Ramona and Lou, they have an awkward exchange. Ramona and Lou have the best relationship. They've been frenemies for a hundred years. They are such great frenemies, and I love it. I love the Lou and Ramona dynamic. It's phenomenal. I never want it off my screen. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Maybe one of the best. It's almost as good. I always love the Jill-Ramona frenemy situation. Because it's like, their arguments are not that deep. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they fight and they make up, but they never, like, cross a line. You know, because they were never that close to begin with. So it's like, they, ne- they never can really, like, go over the edge. And that's what I like about it. Anyway, Barbara starts giving Dorinda advice about talking to Lou. And Dorinda recycles a line from last year. She says, you have no skin in this game. She said it last season, but I loved it. I'm glad she reused it. No skin in this game. It's such, like, a badass, tough thing to say. You got no skin in this game. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like a basketball coach in a 1980s movie or something. That's what I imagine, Dorinda. <laughs> then John shows up. Someone named Telfar shows up. And look, I'm sorry, I don't know this designer. Maybe he's a very popular designer. But he got a standing ovation from the crowd when he showed up. I thought that was interesting. And then the entire cast sits on this dais. They were literally on a dais. And I thought, what's happening? It was so confusing how the, this bar was set up. It was a dais. You know at a wedding how they have a dais? That's what was going on at this bar. It was like the cast was up there with a couple randos. And then, you know, Bethany and Dorinda were at the bar. They try to call Luann over, which was maybe not the best thing to do, call Luann over to a bar. Like, maybe they should have, you know, dragged her somewhere else. Seems insensitive, but what do I know? Then we get this, like, little sort of dance between Dorinda and Luann. Dorinda is so nervous. It was awkward to see her so nervous. I don't know why she was so nervous to talk to Lou, but she was. And then 
they start to talking and says, it ends. The episode ends. That's it. We don't get to see the confrontation between Lou and Dorinda, and I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm thrilled. I'm on the edge of my seat. Next time, Sony makes out with a woman. Ramona's on a date. Lou does charity work. Dorinda gets pink hair. I am excited. And Dorinda versus Babs, Bulla Babs. We see a little confrontation between those two. Can't wait. Loving it. God, I love my New York. Always delivering. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. You know, it's not, I'm, what, you know, what I'm not loving is Beverly Hills. I do want to say a couple notes about Beverly Hills. Let's just talk briefly about Beverly Hills. I do love Denise. I love that Denise was just talking about her boyfriend's big dick. That was, it was living for that. She was maybe, she was like drunk, maybe a little stoned. I don't know, unclear, but Denise was just talking about a big dick, and I could have listened to it for hours. <laughs> more of that. More of Denise, drunk or high, talking about big dicks. That's what I like to hear. I could have watched that for 10 hours. It was like an episode of Sex in the City, but like, you know, with, you know, Kyle in the background. I don't know, but I liked it. I'm not liking the dog drama. If this has been six or seven episodes now of Beverly Hills. We're still talking about the fucking dog. And I know it's not about the dog drama. It's about like the the behind the scenes, like uh, manipulation. And look, I do, do I believe that Lisa Vanderpump manipulated Teddy into the situation and was trying to like throw, you know, get Doris 
Dorit, <laughs> Dorit, in trouble? Yes. I think there's, we've seen so much footage of it. Every single cast member, let me just say this, every single cast member from Kyle, Adrian, Camille, Brandy, all the cast members from the past and present have said that Lisa is manipulative behind the scenes. And I will say, this episode we got footage from season two of Camille saying that Lisa was the one who tried to, or who told Camille to bring up the Taylor Russell abuse allegations on camera. So that was deleted footage that we have not seen before. So that leads me to believe even the editors, producers, they also believe that Lisa's manipulative behind the scenes, I think. That's my take from it, because otherwise, why would they have dug up this footage? And the way that they're adding, they're showing us time, they're, they keep showing us that, yeah, Lisa has been manipulative. However, I don't know that we care watching. It's like, too many, it's too much behind the scenes stuff, and unless they're really going to lean in, I need them to either really lean in and say, break the fourth wall and say, Look, she is manipulative, and this is how, and this is what she did off-camera. And and use the language of off-camera or during our photo shoot, or she came up to me before the camera started rolling. Like, Use that language so we know you're talking about behind the scenes. Because right now, it's so confusing when they show those fucking text messages. And the text, they'll show it on screen, and they don't even make any goddamn sense. And this Blizzard and John Sessa, like, there's too many Johns. They should have renamed one of them before starting filming. But I just don't know. It's not clear enough to the audience. And you really have to like pay close attention. And, and so because they're not, you, they're not breaking the fourth wall, it's all about the dog thing. And every, then the dog thing is getting old. And I think people who aren't watching super close are just like, well, why do they keep talking about this fucking dog? And then I, it's just, I don't, it's not great. It's not great. I would just, like to say enough. And then there's all these other things that happen behind the scenes. We know about like, there's many lawsuits that we hear about in the press. And I don't know if you guys saw the footage that's been circulating online of like someone going up to Dorit in the Bahamas and, you know, accusing her of, you know, some money issues. And it's like, there's really interesting footage and interesting thing happening with these women behind the scenes. So if you're going to show it, show us all of that. But to make it all about the dog thing, is just confusing for the audience. And again, I do want to say that I do think it's impossible not to see that LVP is manipulative behind the scenes. I think that's how I see it. But, you know, I just don't know. I don't know if we, we care or that. I don't know. And PK, I just want to say everyone, tell, you know, reaches out about my hatred for Ken. And I just want to say, like, I think PK might be worse than Ken. I would rather never see PK on my fucking screen again. I don't know why the camera people don't cut away. I don't need to see PK. Show me anyone else. They should edit him out of frames. Just, you know, move the camera uh, to the right or left, depending on where he's at. I don't need a visual of PK ever again. So that's that's Beverly Hills. But I'm loving Denise. And I do want to say, it's like, there's interesting stuff going on, I think. It's just a little confusing how they're presenting it. I wish they would present it differently. However, I will say it's better than last season. And I just wish they were, maybe the storylines were spread out, but you know, it's maybe ramping up. Maybe they know something we don't and, and it'll all peak. But right now I'm, I'm living for Denise, team Denise, team Denise's husband's big dick. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. And Rinna too. I'm loving Rinna stirring this pot. I love it. She's just, she's enjoying stirring the pot and I like that. 
So that's our housewives. I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. I want to thank Samson Technologies for sponsoring the show. I want to say, if you want to support this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you donate, if you click the become a patron button, you could donate $4 or more per month. You get access to bonus episodes. There's a recap of the dinner party from hell from Beverly Hills. There's a full three episode recap of Scary Island over there. And then there's also, I just added a Catwoman pop dive, which is new. So I'm doing one episode, one bonus episode a month, but there's a bunch over there now. So I want to thank you all that are over there supporting me. I couldn't do this without you. I love you all. Let's do a little cool down and wrap this up. I have some a fun guest coming next week, hopefully. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and then next week, I just want to say we'll have a Vanderpump Rules recap on Monday. There will be one more Lindsay Lohan recap for the finale and then New York. So that's the schedule. And then I think we're going to scale back to just two episodes a week. That's it. So let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Now let's all think of a time where you had seafood. Breathe out. We <laughs> saw all the lobster business on this episode of The Rosses in New York. I'm not mentioning Bethany's allergy because I get too much in trouble, but just think of a memory where you had some good seafood. Just think about it. And, you know, maybe you were with some friends on vacation. I always think about being in Myrtle Beach when I was younger. We would go on a family vacay there and go to the seafood restaurants. And I don't even eat seafood, but I used to have fun cracking the the crab legs open for my brothers. Um, I don't know. That was maybe a lame cooldown, but I love you. <laughs> they can't all be winners. <laughs> Love you all so much for listening. Bye bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.